Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the spirit, the signs, uh, the events of the end times. But also to be ready, to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment, the reappearance of Jesus. But also it's going to encourage us during this time uh, to be blessed uh, while we wait for the reappearance of Jesus to not be afraid because we belong to him. In this video, I'd like to walk you through a uh, timeline of the entire scriptures from Genesis through Revelation. And I'll give you uh, the whole timeline to begin with. And you'll note there that uh, this timeline from eternity in, into time into eternity, the new heavens and the new earth, is uh, always ruled. It is always uh, about the activity of a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A God who existed before anything else existed and how he created the world out of nothing and how he came into this world through his son, uh, the second person of the Trinity, purchased and won this creation, um, bought it back from the devil, and then how he will guide all of the events and bring us to himself, even through these end times that we're going to talk about, into the new heaven and the new earth. So let's begin at the very beginning. In fact, before the beginning, right? Before the beginning of time, only triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we have the account of the creation. And at the end of those six days of creation, God rests and he declares everything, not just good, but very good. Genesis chapter 3, we see then what is called the fall or uh, the corruption of the creation, uh, the entrance of this unholy trinity. Uh, we'll refer to that as the devil, a fallen angel, a rebellious angel. And we'll see angels appearing all throughout uh, Revelation, uh, referring to this devil also as the serpent. You'll hear that also in the book of Revelation. So this unholy trinity of the uh, the devil, uh, this corrupt world that we live in, sin, uh, death, that comes because of uh, the wage of sin. And the rest of the scriptures will give us insight as to what is happening uh, in the heavenly. So Ephesians chapter 6 will, will tell us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. And so there is this reality, a spiritual reality of a, a battle going on uh, on earth, but also in the heavenlies between the fallen angels and the angels that are the servants of the triune God. And you'll see that in Revelation chapter 12. Now, what is the purpose of this devil, this unholy trinity? Well, John chapter 8 will talk about this serpent, the accuser, uh, the devil who comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. He's a murderer, not holding to the truth, a deceiver, a liar, the father of lies. And um, he cannot uh, create. He can only corrupt. So this is not a battle about uh, the triune God versus another God, the devil, but rather the triune God. Um, and he will 
intervene and he will fight against the rebellious creation. And chief uh, enemy in this rebellious creation is the fallen angel uh, and angels, uh, the devil. Okay, so that is how it uh, begins. That's the, that's the conflict in the story. Now, there's a promise immediately given after this fall into sin that the triune God will send his son. The seed of the woman is promised in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And the seed of the woman will come to know as the second person of the Trinity who takes on human flesh. And he will crush the head of the serpent, as Genesis 3.15 says. But the serpent will strike at his heel. He will mortally wound him. So in the death of um, this Messiah, the authority, the power of the evil one, the serpent, to accuse us, to rule over us through sin and death, uh, that power is crushed. It is put under the authority and that happens in the death and the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus. But all throughout the Old Testament, there is this promise of a king. Um, yes, King David and the kings uh, throughout the history of Israel, uh, they do rule and reign. But from them, from the family of David, the king will come, the son of David, the Messiah. And you'll see this uh, played out through this family, the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the patriarchs. Now, there is that overarching rule and reign over all the events of this world by the king of the, the universe, um, uh, the triune God ruling and reigning over all. But he works his purpose out through a number of different kings and kingdoms. And, and throughout the Old Testament, you'll hear about uh, uh, these kingdoms, these rulers, who are going to be agents of God to call his people to repentance. You'll hear about the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Medes and the Persians. And there's all these kings thinking that they're working out their own purposes. But throughout through the activity of the triune God um, and the rule and reign of a Messiah, it is all working for the purpose, the greater purpose of the kingdom of God. So when the time has had fully come, as Galatians chapter 4 speaks about, uh, God sends his son, this second person of the Trinity, comes, takes on human flesh. Now we call that uh, the advent or the coming of our God in the flesh in uh, the Lord Jesus. So throughout his ministry, he is showing us his rule and reign, his power over the supernatural realm, the natural realm over sin and death and power of the devil. And he is uh, in his death and resurrection for us, for us. Revelation chapter one, the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come. Speaking of uh, this triune God, specifically, we know this triune God as Jesus taking on human flesh, the second person of the Trinity, um, dwelling among us. So he ascends 40 days uh, after his uh, resurrection. He ascends into the cloud and the disciples uh, see this and the angels say, uh, don't be afraid. Um, he will also reappear. I know we say return, but I'd like to suggest that the re the return 
idea um, would have this connotation of um, that Jesus isn't among us. But he is promised to be with us. I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew chapter 28. And so we have uh, this continual coming, this continual advent of the king. And you, you can see the, the ascension, the going into the cloud as the coronation of this one who took on human flesh. Again, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, takes on human flesh. He humbles himself takes the very nature of a servant. But then he ascends into the cloud and he rules and reigns. He's now in this state of exaltation as king over over all. And he promises to be with his church and to work uh, through his church to spread the gospel. And so not only is Jesus for us, but Jesus is also with us. Now, he did tell us that during this period, uh, after his ascension, uh, up until the reappearance uh, you know, of Jesus, there will be these uh, signs of the end of the age. And he'll tell us to, to beware and to be ready, um, to uh, not be afraid. And you have all of these promises then given to us. And this is where the book of Revelation uh, will speak of these signs and these times that were to beware, be aware, to be ready, not be afraid, to be blessed. Now, we don't know exactly where we are in this, in this age. Are we coming close to the reappearance of Jesus, the new heaven and the, and the new earth? You know, for 2,000 years or so, uh, the church has been waiting and waiting and waiting. And just because uh, the Lord has delayed his reappearance doesn't mean that it's far off. So we're, every generation is called to proclaim the gospel and to understand that the only reason that Jesus tarries or waits or delays is so that the gospel might uh, be proclaimed. That in each generation, there may be those who hear it, believe it, and uh, trust in it, and become part of the family of God. So uh, we don't know exactly when the Lord Jesus will reappear. We just know that we're one day, we are one day closer, and we are to be about uh, the business of the kingdom, uh, the proclamation of the gospel, calling people to repentance, leave, leading lives of repentance ourselves as well. Now, there is going to be this moment where there will be a reappearance of Jesus. So we're in that time between the clouds. We'll call this the second advent. His reappearance where we will see him, the dead will be raised. Uh, the separation of Matthew chapter 25 speaks about the separation of the sheep and the goats. And the Lord Jesus will call us to himself. And there will be the final, uh, final judgment. Now, Again, uh, we can th always talk about it as comings, the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come. And throughout the book of Revelation, you'll hear about these signs of the end of the times, that it's, that it's close, that we are to, to be watchful, to be ready, to be busy uh, spreading the gospel, to be aware that the church will come under attack. And the promise that there will be a continual coming of Jesus, our brother to us, that he's not abandoned us, that he is working with us. And one day uh, the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ will be 
raised. And uh, this day is called the great day of the Lord. After that moment, uh, then there will be the new heaven, uh, the new earth, as Revelation speaks about. And you can see this uh, constant through all of it is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So this is um, uh, the promise that Messiah would come. Genesis chapter 3. The Messiah has come. That Jesus will come come, will reappear, that Jesus does come to us. He does not abandon his church. He gives us all gifts. Um, The church will uh, be attacked, fall under persecution, but uh, he rules and reigns. So you can think of it this way. Jesus comes, Jesus sees, Jesus conquers. That's really uh, the message of the book of Revelation. Uh, In summary, he comes, he sees, he conquers. Now, there'll be some end times words and phrases, I'm sure, uh, some events you might have heard about in your, in your study of this book. You know, words like, what about the rapture? What about those left behind? What about the seven year tribulation? What about a literal seven year reign? And you'll notice, um, that in uh, the timeline, we'll, we'll put it this way, that um, there is this history to it, right? Jesus ascends, and we'll put the book of Revelation at about uh, 95 AD, John on the island of Patmos. And you can pretty much say, well, Revelation chapters 1, 2, and 3, we can say that happens in that 95 period. These are these are literal churches, uh, literal letters sent to these churches. Now, the big question is, what do you do with Revelations? Uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 20. All these signs and events and calls to repent and uh, the end of time, the, the judgment. Where do you place all of these events on the timeline? Is there a uh, seven-year uh, tribulation? Is there a literal rapture? Is there a literal 1,000-year reign? All those questions we'll uh, get to in our study of, of the book. Uh, but we do know that there is going to be a reappearance of Jesus, the end of time, and that there will be then the promise of a new heaven and a new, uh, new earth as well. So, Throughout our series, um, we're going to be talking about how does Revelation chapter 4 through chapter 20, how does that fit into the timeline? Is it something those events have already taken place? Are they uh, gradually taking place throughout the different ages of history? Uh, Are they something that will be occurring in the future? We haven't yet seen the fulfillment of those. is Revelation chapter 4 through 20 a picture of the church of all age, uh, of all times, experiencing these uh, signs and these events, a call to repent? So we're going to talk about that as we go through this series. But the book of Revelation, again, it's always this little framework. It's a book that's going to help us beware and be aware of the signs and the spirit, the events of of the end times, to um, tell us to be ready, that we are one day closer to the reappearance of Jesus. And during this time, while we wait for that reappearance, uh, we're encouraged to be blessed and to not be afraid because we belong to Jesus.